T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Jeff Gatz, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Wednesday afternoon as uh, I've been talking about what's going on with the Richmond City Sheriff, Antoinette Irving, and terrible conditions at the Richmond City Jail. The, The fourth inmate to die there in less than a year, the third one since November. I I said something has to be done. I think there are a couple of options. Governor Yunkin or Attorney General Miyares has to open some sort of a, a state investigation, or maybe Sheriff Irving herself says, boy, maybe I should care about this. Now, I, I threw a name out there, and I didn't mean to uh, give him any work that he may or may not have wanted, but I thought, who better than Tony Pham, who worked inside the Richmond City Sheriff's Office, who who ran a jail? I mean, people forget that. Virginia Peninsula Regional Jail up in uh, Williamsburg, James City County area. I mean, Tony knows a thing or two about this, and I, I've mentioned him a couple of times. Well, Tony decided to give us a shout. Maybe he's going to beg off from the job, but he, I'll bet he's got some insight. Tony, thank you for uh, uh, for picking up the phone and giving us a call. Hey, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me on, on your show. Yes, I heard a uh, word on the street that you were wondering if I would call in on this issue happening at the Richmond City Jail and in, in, in the industry of corrections in general for local jails, and that's my passion. That's what I teach yep. at a local um, academy. So, yeah, I'm going to call in, and we can have an open discussion about what's happening down there. All right, so give me a sense, Tony. Three inmates dying in, in just the last uh, two, two and a half, three months, uh, four of them inside of a year, uh, perpetually understaffed and overworked yeah. deputies, uh, overtime costs and budgets that are out of control. I mean, what the heck's going on there? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I don't mean to sound flippant when I say this, but, you know, she's batting three for three right now in in three months. And and we have to remember that these individuals who are passing away under her uh, custody and care, these are human beings. These are people. Right. Right. And so, you know, one of the issues is when you have massive vacancies, uh, and I think the last number she put out there was 160 and she's running a very high vacancy rate. Let me point out to the listeners, this isn't anything new to other facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, how leadership leadership responds to these vacancies, that's the difference, right? And just listening and reading some of the responses that she's put out in the public, um, it, it's filled with, with arrogance and hubris. And yeah. to simply say that these individuals are dying or, or, or there's a lack of appropriate, at least at a minimum, minimal care is because her facility is running some vacancies. 
And, you know, if you look around the Commonwealth, and, and, and I've been around the Commonwealth, right, Jeff? Um, mm-hmm. I ran one down in James City County. I worked in the one in Richmond. And we stay connected. Her vacancy rates and her issues and staffing are, isn't new, but you're not seeing um, th- this mass casualty event that's happening in any of the other local regional jails or even sheriff-run jails. So the question has to be, what is going on in the Richmond City Jail? And I think you hit the nail on the head. I think uh, state government, whether it's through the Board of Local Regional Jails um, or uh, you know the, the Attorney General, are going to have to hit pause for a minute and say, what is happening there behind those four walls? Because families aren't getting answers. Right. And that's, that's even more difficult, right? Yeah, this is this is so, you know, part of it, Tony, and, and you've pointed this out, uh, and, and we all get the sense, listen, these are bad people locked up, not my problem, blah, blah, blah. But but these are human beings. And at the very least, uh, in this case, the sheriff of the city of Richmond has has a fundamental duty uh, to protect those inmates. Right. To keep them as healthy and as safe as is humanly possible. No, absolutely. But look, look at her explanation in response to jail deaths. Okay, so there's two issues that that listeners have to be and the the voters have to be uh, aware of. There's a duty as a sheriff to the employees Mm -hmm. that that, that come there and commit to the to the profession and commit to the facility. But there's also the duty to to care for the inmates. So when you three people dying in three months, there's something there that's indicating there's a lack of appropriate care for the for the inmates in her custody and care. But when you come out and out of your own mouth as the elected official says, well, I have 160 vacancies, that's a, that's an employee leadership issue. The question becomes, do you have the vacancy because people don't want to come work for you as the sheriff when they have other options to work in other jurisdictions? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's that's the real talk. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. I don't know the sheriff personally, but at the end of the day, when, when your response to, well, why are you having three deaths in three months? Oh, it's because we have vacancies. And that's a lot of smoke and mirrors, Jeff. We, you know, there's a lot of things you can do to, to, to mitigate the impact of vacancies. Uh, and she hasn't explained any of that, right? No one's you know, asked her, have you looked to reclass and rehouse inmates to consolidate into the facilities? And remember, I was part of the team that helped build this new facility, right, under that's Sheriff right. Woody. That's right. So we know intimately very well how many vacant and, and the, the layout of that facility and where certain inmates can actually be housed to maximize supervision, mm-hmm. uh, maximize the ability to have uh, your staffing. I should just say it to, to expand um, uh, your staffing model. So that way, um, you know, based on your housing history, are we doing that? She has uh, at her fingertips options under state code that may help lower the jail populations. Um, and I was just discussing that, that option today uh, at, at a class I was teaching, which is the basic jail academy. I'm teaching young officers wow. um, the fundamentals on, on population management, right? Yeah, you're going to have your vacancies, but what are you doing um, as the leader of, the, uh, of that jail that the, the citizens voted to, to put you there? You know, how creative are you getting in order to help you know, expand your supervision capacity, uh, especially mm-hmm. with a brand new facility. When you know we were in there for four years only, she inherited a relatively brand new state-of-the-art facility right. with an absolutely wonderful infirmary to help address a lot of the medical care stuff. So, if you take a look at her medical contract, I'm almost certain it's a high-dollar contract. Right. If the citizens are paying 
for that level of service, the question becomes, how are these people passing away? Um, Let me ask if you, you a have question, that much. I, yeah, I don't mean yeah. to cut you off, but, you know, I hear from any number of deputies who kind of fill me in behind the scenes. And one of the things that that keeps coming up is this issue of just how filthy the, the, the complex itself is just it, it is that is poorly maintained that that inmates are able to, oh, you know, throw stuff wherever they want it, that there's trash and, and you know, the other assorted items that uh, have a tendency to show up. Now, I compare sure. and contrast that with uh, Virginia Peninsula Regional Jail when I was up there <laughs> visiting with you. And not that I wanted to book a long weekend at your facility, but I got news for you. It was clean when I visited Carl Leonard, the sheriff of Chesterfield County, yeah. the Chesterfield County lockup. Same thing. I'm not looking to uh, take a, a, a getaway staycation there, but it was clean, <laughs> you know, and, and that seems to be a difference. Well, it is, Jeff, and and, uh, and thank you for the compliment, and thank you for complimenting uh, Sheriff Leonard, a great sheriff uh, who I learned a lot from, from the correctional side, along with Sheriff Woody. And what I learned from that is it's about accountability and leadership. It's the expectations that either a superintendent or a sheriff places on both the staff who have put their faith and their safety in your hand as a leader, as well as the expectations you lay out to the to the jail residents who are committed to your custody and care and the respect that you give them. You get respect when you give respect, vice versa. Um, and you set the expectations of what you what what they are expected to do and how they're expected to, to behave. And then there are consequences that come from it. And I, I don't mean to sound harsh when I say well, there are consequences. There are things that you do that if, if we do a unit cell search and you have contraband, you know, it, it's not lockdown. Right. There are so many other mechanisms that you can implement in, in, in your toolbox to gain compliance, to make sure that facility was you know, clean and, and that it was something to be proud of. Because I know when, when we left that facility in, 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 to her, mm-hmm. uh, one, it was built as lead gold certified building. Right. Um, and number two, it was a well-oiled machine where every mechanism began to work and it was properly maintained. And so it all starts from the top, Jeff, and, and I'm sorry to be critical, yeah. but um, I, I can't accept and I don't, I, I'm asking, I should say that the citizens should not accept excuses, 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 because after a while, you're just going to be looking around and going, yeah, you know, that's the definition of insanity, right? Yeah. You're, yeah. you know, you, you do the same old thing or you put the same old person back in the office, but you expect some different result. Um, so, so see, yeah, they, I, I'm, I'm passionate about this topic because I've been around good leaders before mm-hmm. in my career. You mentioned mm-hmm. Sheriff Woody and you yeah. mentioned Sheriff uh, Leonard. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, I see how well they operated their facility. And that's what I mirrored and patterned myself off uh, off of when I went down to Virginia Peninsula Regional Jail. And I got to be honest with you, the inmates responded yes. to that level of interaction, respect and expectation. So did the officers. That's right. That's right. Well, listen, I saw that firsthand and I, you know, I, I have to put in uh, almost a, a round of applause for the Pamunkey Regional Jail, which serves my neck of the woods. Some, sure. of, the, yep. some of the finest officers, some of the finest leaders. And the same thing, when you go in there, for whatever reason, you will find it is clean. There is a level of yep. respect. So is there a state mechanism? Because I, the, the, the name Riverside keeps jumping into my head, and I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what exactly happened there, and was that cleaned up by the state? Um, well, you know, local jails, whether regional or sheriff-run, are, are overseen by the Board of Local Regional Jails. 
Okay. And the governor appoints the individuals um, that serve on that board, as well as the executive director that runs it. Um, the citizens are reliant, quite honestly, through the BLRJ mechanism to stay on top of, of you know, making sure certain jails are properly ran and, and properly operated. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we heard that there's a there was a consent decree that Riverside entered into with the BLRJ. So they have the authority to come in and place additional requirements under under the 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 you know imposition mechanism of decertifying a facility, which is a very extreme position to take. Let me just go ahead right. and say that. But the BLRJ has the legal authority to come in and place additional requirements onto a local jail to ensure compliance with the minimum standards. Let me tell you, that's what we hear about all the time. The, you know, there's minimum standards from the State Department of Corrections that jails have to comply with. And what we look for in our leaders is is how we operate the facility above those minimum, right? Mm-hmm. What are what are we doing that's bringing it above the minimum? Nobody wants to run uh, an organization at all, whether it's a you know Fortune 500 business yep. at the minimum. And this is no different. Um, yeah. So yes, the state has the mechanism. Again, the attorney general also has the capacity to, to come in um, and, and determine whether individual civil rights are being um, being violated, but also, again, I'll just say it because uh, I teach it, um, you know, the U.S. Department of Justice has a right to come in wow. um, like they did down in Hampton Roads Regional Jail and hit pause. That's right. That's right. And That's none right. of it is, is catastrophic, but it's more so you can avoid all of that. Right, Jeff? Mm-hmm. If you just come forward and say, you know what, there's a problem going on yep. and I need to figure this out. There's partners out there that would be willing to come in and help um, and be able to, to help, you know, get that facility back to, to proper operating um, a footprint. So, um, but you got to have a leader who's willing to accept that. Absolutely. Hey, Tony, I really do appreciate you uh, ringing us up about this. That's Tony Pham. Tony knows of what he speaks. As uh, I mentioned to you, Tony served with uh, Sheriff Woody in the Richmond City Sheriff's Office. He ran the uh, Virginia Peninsula Regional Jail. He teaches uh, the basic uh, jail officers uh, training academy. And the Richmond City Sheriff has to be held accountable for this. This is just craziness that's going on there. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.